It's Tuesday, August 31st, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. President Biden and his aides promised that the U.S. can keep terror threats from Afghanistan at bay from afar with over-the-horizon surveillance and strikes now that U.S. troops have departed. Counterterrorism and intelligence officials say it will be much harder and less effective than the White House suggests. As a chaotic and deadly U.S. evacuation winds up, the U.S. has lost many of its key assets for tracking violent militants and their plots, they say. U.S. officials acknowledge the military has lost 90% of the intelligence collection capabilities it had using drones before the drawdown of forces began in May. It is not the way you generally ever want to structure a counterterrorism campaign, said Seth Jones, a former advisor to U.S. Special Operation Forces in Afghanistan, who is now at the Center for Strategic and International Studies Think Tank. In other news, exactly 16 years after Hurricane Katrina devastated New Orleans, Hurricane Ida cut the city off, leaving it largely without power and reliable cell phone service. More than one million customers in Louisiana lacked electricity, as utilities said they were still assessing the damage. Service outages at 911 centers persisted. Officials are warning the 400,000 residents of Jefferson Parish, which encompasses the suburbs west and south of New Orleans, that it could be 21 days before power is restored. They also say it could be five days until the water and sewer system is up and running again. Search and rescue crews were out Monday looking for stranded people. Deputies responded Sunday night to reports of a person injured from a fallen tree and arrived to find the victim deceased. Sadly, we know there will be others, said Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards. Around the world, North Korea's apparent resumption of plutonium production bolsters Pyongyang's nuclear arsenal, both as a deterrent and a deal bargaining chip for potential talks with the U.S. Kim Jong-un's regime is fully aware that activity at its nuclear sites is closely watched by satellite surveillance. Cooling water was recently spotted being discharged from the regime's Yongbyon plutonium-producing reactor, a sign that it was again operational, according to a recent report by the UN's atomic agency. A nearby laboratory that separates plutonium from spent fuel that had been previously removed from the Yongbyon reactor also appeared to be operational in recent months. The moves execute on Mr. Kim's promises to keep advancing the country's nuclear program while trading fireworks that would attract blowback for quieter enhancements that could win the rogue nation more substantive gains. In recent weeks, Pyongyang has voiced displeasure at the Biden administration calling U.S. overtures for talks a hypocrisy and vowing to boost military capabilities. But activity at Yongbyon would pair the Kim regime's fiery rhetoric with some calculated action. And a space station astronaut is celebrating her 50th birthday with the coolest present ever, a supply ship bearing ice cream and other treats. SpaceX's latest cargo delivery showed up Monday at the International Space Station after a day in transit. Overseeing the automated docking was NASA astronaut Megan MacArthur. No one's ever sent me a spaceship for my birthday before. I appreciate it, she radioed after the capsule arrived. Launched Sunday from NASA's Kennedy Space Center, the capsule contains lemons, 
cherry tomatoes, avocados, and ice cream for MacArthur and her six crewmates, along with a couple tons of research and other gear. The shipment arrived just a few days ahead of the first of three spacewalks. Starting Friday, the two Russians on board will perform back-to-back -back spacewalks to outfit a new laboratory that arrived in July. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.